This is Purple Radio On Demand. Good evening and welcome back to Hoosock Podcast, where today we'll be discussing our Klingon week. But, as usual, I'm not alone, for I'm with Joe. Morning! Joseph. Good evening. And Lottie. Good night. <laughs> the progression. Dear, oh dear, we've already lost sense of time. And I know we're a time travel show. Uh, Doctor Who is not a time travel show. <laughs> it is a time travel show. That's what appealed to me. I like the idea of going back in, uh, uh, going back in time, all, all that fun. But... Let's talk about something else because we have a I podcast. Mean, a time watch. travel episode. Yes, a time. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Doctor. Who, um, you know, what was that thing? He never actually went time traveling much, but now he is. And why is that, Joe? What what, what happened? He got the uh, what do you call it? The dematerialization. The, de- the dematerialization de- circuit after three Doctors. So, so it's nice that we're moving on to the Time Warrior, and uh, that'll yes, be our first indeed. one. And then Vault of Secrets, which is our, our second Indeed. one, a Sarah Jane one. So, I'll so give a... spoiler warning oh, yeah, spoiler. for those and mm. everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I always forget the spoiler warning. <laughs> so it's does because, everyone. It, because we're about to spoil everything, I don't know why, unless there's something really specific, we even give it. Like, you Nor know, do say, I, but it's spoiler tradition. warning for everything. It's it feels tradition. redundant. Mm. Everything like, that could we possibly put the, be We made put the episodes ever. in the title as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, like you, so you know, but we're, but it's not just that, because we're not gonna not talk about you know, it's like I'm not going to not say that at the end of Power of the Doctor, David Tennant appears. That's <laughs> why would you reveal <laughs> that? Wow, Joe. Joe, damn. <laughs> if you don't know that at this point, yeah. Let's actually discuss what happened. So in this famous story, uh, there's the disappearance of unit scientists. The Doctor is called by the brig to investigate, and he discovered that they're being taken back to the Middle Ages, and the Doctor must pursue an alien called Commander Lynx. And unfortunately, he's brought uh, some wacky journalist, Sarah Jane Smith, who would never be seen again, and never have lovely adventures with him after. Uh, it's a very interesting story. She would story. certainly not uh, have any show named after yeah, those not adventures. Not even a show. No. Absolutely It's quite not. an historic story, I'd say, because yeah. it's the first season 11 story. The first one with the uh, diamond title crawl, as well as the diamond logo. Oh, uh, I wonder where we'll be seeing the diamond logo uh, again. First mm-hmm. Jared Jane story, of course. The first time Gallifrey was mentioned. And the first Sontaran story. So this is the, uh, the introduction. Mm. Of it's a lot of firsts. Yeah. Yeah. So in general, what do we think of this story? So much silence. <laughs> I think, um, silence is gold. I think it is, on one hand, it's a very, very archetypical classic Who story. I would say if you're introducing someone to classic Who, this is a good place to start. Absolutely. Mm. Because yes. it's four parts. It's not unpalatably slow. It has a lot of the classic Who campiness and uh, focus on the villains while introducing a character that people who've watched New Who already know. And it gives you an idea of classic who doctor it also gives you a slight bit of the classic who problematic nature um <laughs> what are you referring to mostly there's one joke that you know i'm referring to yes, um right. also partially to the doctor being a bit of uh a poppycock and um <laughs> just you know general uh things like that but it, it serves actually as a very good solid introduction to classic who with a monster that the an audience will be familiar with, but not in this way. Uh, a companion the audience is familiar with, but again, not in this way. An introduction story. It has a lot of things going for it. I also don't think it's... It's not, like, the most compelling story of all time, but it is very classic Who, and it is very good for what it is. I think, you know, like... It's not a, a standout masterpiece like Pyramid of Mars or something, for example. But it is a very solid episode, and it's a good introduction. Yeah, I'd, I'd highly agree. It's um, it's a lot of fun from start to uh, yeah. end, and it also I like the story, the idea mm. that uh, we are going back in time for once in in a while in the mm. John Pertwee I mean, era. The part we are in series ten, they had an episode where they went back in time, right? Because ten, that was the start of the season. Three Doctors happened, but I don't remember all the I other stories. I think you're in mistaking 10. the fact that Carnival of Monsters was put sort of set on that ship that disappeared so maybe oh, yeah. that's uh, a twinge of history with harry mm. sullivan turning there's up there's not uh, any definitive well. historicals i suppose i don't remember all the series 10 stories that well aside from three doctors and green death which, which are series is the time monster in time monster is oh, well, series... let's series let's not 10. talk about the time monster please <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about it. but yeah, it's nice to have awful, a, 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 a yeah, it's nice to have a I'm historically set I'm going to put that on the story. notes of who 
who episodes not to watch is yeah probably a good idea that list is a bit too long anyway <laughs> it, 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 it really I, I think is. what's also good about it does feature delgado that's a good thing that's, oh, a that's true that, that's the one saving grace if it was any other um villain it just would not work it would not work it already doesn't work yeah it already doesn't um, work mm. it's it's in the same way that chibnall masters redeem chibnall episodes but without the racism, which is a plus. Yeah. And that's that a rare a thing that I can say yeah. about classic Who versus New Who. Let's move on. Um, what I was going to say was about the uh, the actual setting of this place. It's good that it's tangential to what we know as the Middle Ages. It's clearly set around the time of the Crusades. There aren't yeah. really many soldiers I mean, in England. I mean, they mentioned the Crusades mm. happening. I think it's implied the king is Richard the Lionheart? I think, I think so. so. Yeah. It's, mm. That's yeah. the implication. Um, but we don't know exactly, and it's it's a very small scale historical story. It is set in a medieval place without the need to constrain itself too much to like big events or Absolutely, things yeah. that are known in that's history. That's the sort of thing that which, we might be able to trip up on in Middle Ages because yeah. there probably are many instances where Doctor Who wants to have you know a bit of fun. Let's do this. I mean, imagine uh, if it forced itself, let's like, say, into a Robin Hood episode. Oh, that'd be uh, <laughs> that'd be terrible. Uh, anyway. Um, <clears throat> I like Robots of Sherwood. <laughs> Short, Robots of Sherwood was the episode that almost made me stop watching Doctor <laughs> Who. Really? You have terrible taste. I just thought it was just fun. Yeah. I mean, exactly. on one hand, I f- would love to think it's fun. On the other hand, the toxic masculinity in that episode is over the roof yeah. in terms of how it made me viscerally cringe. Like, on one hand, there's a lot of it that is fun, and it has the spoon sword fight, which is amazing. Yeah. Yes. But let's talk about a different episode featuring robot knights and the Doctor going back in time <laughs> and teaming up with an archer. What, what, um, what are you referring to, Joseph? <laughs> what, what are you referring to, Joseph? Oh, what, a, what a strange... Also an evil, like, warlord, abu- like, in getting alien weaponry for whatever... I like know. that as well. I like the mm. idea of... Mm. Why don't we show a gun to uh, a, mi- a middle-aged... Not, yeah. middle-aged <laughs> not middle-aged like that. <laughs> middle-aged man! I am God, so having a midlife a crisis. A middle-aged man. <laughs> That's, that leads to most of America. Yes, it, it well. does. Yeah. It is an interesting setting, and I think it's uh, aided very much so by the villain of the story. Of course, you might say, ah, yes, but Iron The God. villains, the villains I think, actually. Because mm. yes, Lynx and Iron and Bloodaxe have a yes. wonderful... <laughs> There's a wonderful chemistry there. Mm. Blood Axe that... is not a villain. Blood Axe is not a villain. This is true. Blood, Blood Axe is, is just redeemed. Try... Yeah. <laughs> Blood Axe is just trying to, you know, just vibe trying. and do things. And he just like, he likes Iron Gron. Iron Gron's his bro. Mm. You know, he's like, just trying to help out. Anyway, Iron Gron and Lynx, they have this wonderful dynamic, which is eminently entertaining and the best part of the episode by far. Yeah, I, I agree. Say. It's nice to ha- see them bicker because yeah. you could have made them best buds, which no. I know that uh, yeah. well, uh, so I know that uh, some people have suggested that. But it's nice to see. <laughs> no, sorry, <laughs> I'm not suggesting that they become best buds. <laughs> I am shipping them because of their bickering. Yeah. If they stopped bickering, the ship would no longer be interesting. Look, I'm saying Stephen and Juan, they always bickered, but did anyone ship them? No. Anyway, let's move on. I want to talk about the. Uh, this is this is a no, relationship Joe, based on verbal aggressive. How many people did. No, Joe, Joe, please put your phone down. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Uh, It um, is a great introduction to the Sontarans, I'd say. Moreover, the fact that there's only one, and mm. we can see the danger of just exactly just exactly the same as Dalek. Mm. You don't need a bunch of people played by the same person going Sontaha, or I can't believe I'm saying this, but Sontaho. And also, (laughs) it's a funny thing: nasty, brutish, and short. You know, that's what uh, the doctor describes. Um... I thought you were just describing me for a second. Ah, oh, no, 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 no. No, you're not, uh, you're not brutish. Uh, <laughs> Hobbes. That's Thomas Hobbes. I couldn't believe it. Politics, literally. Politics in Doctor Who. Oh, my God. I just, I just couldn't believe it. It's, it's nice to have uh, Thomas Hobbes. You know. yeah. that's, that, why don't we do a Doctor Who episode with Thomas Hobbes? That'd be cool. Doctor Who and the Leviathan. I thought Although you were we, There was a Doctor Who story called Leviathan, <laughs> wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> okay, scratch that. Um, yeah, it, I really do like Links in here. Mm. And he's played by uh, Kevin Lidsey, who played Choji in Planet of the Spiders. So, mm. what, a, what, oh. what a Doctor Who guy. Planet of the Spiders, Indeed. let's not talk about Joe's that. Zero Spanner. works. Zero. And Venice, this is for the Excellent. tag of ah. Doctor slash Stephen Taylor well, slash Reader, because I couldn't search for one Joe, without that. Joe. Uh, and there's zero things for I think probably. those sorts of uh, fanfics are missing. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah, good. Honestly, no, I can't blame it. No, I think 
I think having an individual Sontaran does work for their introduction, but I am slightly disappointed that we've never had a good story with a Sontaran army because you know mm. they're, they're a warrior I race they're supposed that, to be an army um, War of the Sontarans so, so, comes closest I would argue Sontaran mm. stratagem poison sky even if it's a somewhat deliberate subversion of the nature of the army still does feature that and is the strongest story like that part of it but I think is do anything the, the army's there but it's just I think it's, it's, it's cost yeah. it doesn't it's, it's do more it. like cost because Which is uh, for instance an audio uh, story of this of the Sontarans is an army yeah. featuring yeah. Stephen he's being a your phone away. Okay, look, we're not we're not talking about Stephen well, and Juan. There's going to be a lot of fanfic brought up in this podcast. Your phone is going to be confiscated in a minute. Your phone will be confiscated. Um, what was I saying? Um, we have a wines victory. Dan. Part, no, we part don't. of the part I think of the issue is the fact that money. Mm. How if they spent all the money on a few Sontarans, it just yeah. no, no. That's they, true. They ha- mm. that's limiting true. it just to one, even if it's yes by budget, yes by script, I think it's still it good. Was a, no, I think yeah. it was a better introduction to the Sontarans in general. It was definitely mm. the best way to introduce them, but I would still like to see a story at some point. What you're talking about is the conquest of Sontar. Yes, that's, that's what exactly I was referring to. The idea, which, of, yeah, uh, which is fair. An audio um, story but, would do better in yeah. portraying them, but of course you don't see them because no, you've eventually got a bunch of Nowadays, you can students, yeah. have a Sontaran army story. I think person, I see War of the Sontarans maybe coming close, but it doesn't really just it. It doesn't have any resolution with that army. Yes, and it's, that's the problem. It's also resolution. Not a good <laughs> what? What? <laughs> um, Did you just say? The R story. <laughs> although, no, that's revolution. Uh, although, to be fair, what I just can't understand is that the Dalek stories in the channel get worse as they go on. I thought yeah. resol- the problem with resolution, resolution is half of it was amazing. The idea yeah. of, like, again, sidetrack, the idea of you got Love the actual Dalek creature latching itself, yes, it's very much of a mark of the berserker, but yeah. you know, latching itself to someone was amazing. But mm. I like that. But it just gets sidetracked. Was Charlotte Ritchie in that one? She was. Ah. Yeah. No, I actually did. I did not mind resolution with the exception of the subplot wasn't great mm. and the um, resolution of the episode was bad. <laughs> oh, ironic. What, uh, what could be referred to? Oh, and the unit yeah. stuff as well. The um, microwave. Oh, no, was it the Do you wi- remember the, the wi- mic- Wi-Fi? Yeah. Is that the episode with the Wi-Fi? Yeah, it's also the episode with the Wi-Fi when joke. When you say... I, what? We, there's so many episodes with Wi-Fi jokes, isn't there? <laughs> no, um, this is the one where it's like, we'll have to have a conversation. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That joke. Yes. Okay. Anyway. I think it's um, a good thing to move on to Actually, the Time. third, yeah. uh, well, there are many, many key members, but I think the third key member of the story is, of course, Sarah Jane, the most insignificant companion. Yes. We'd never see her again. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> it is quite interesting in the fact Sarah that... Sarah Jane is the most yeah. archetypical, like, classic Who companion. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's funny in how she kidnaps the Doctor, <laughs> <laughs> which is a... Which is quite Sarah Jane kidnaps the doctor? If you remember, yeah. um, yes. she uh, she found a way. Ah, there he is. Right. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Yes, I right. thought the doctor technically the doctor. accidentally kidnapped Sarah Jane first. It's, yes. it's quite an interesting dynamic. There's in a mutual that, kidnapping. But yeah, yes, when Sarah Jane is, holds like a sword, like, we've yeah. got you now, evil wizard. Yeah. All the great friendships are based on people kidnapping each other. Uh, That's you, what, probably what, not a good idea. That's the master and Joe. <laughs> Well, what I was think- thinking of was the fact that uh, in that episode, uh, you know, uh, uh, Joe, not Joe, uh, Sarah thinks. Oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sarah thinks that the the doc has kidnapped the scientist, but then the doctor goes, "Oh, I don't kidnap scientists. School teachers. Now, uh, yeah, school <laughs> teachers kidnap scientists. No, the well, doctor no, no, no. kidnaps school got, teachers. Uh, good old and also barbarian. journalists. Yeah. And yes, journalists. Yeah. Who, who else has the doctor inadvertently kidnapped? kidnapped? Uh, ooh. Uh, Donna in Alzarius. Runaway Bride. Yes, or we go back to yeah. Alzarius. Yeah, um, let's see. I'm trying to Does Bill I'm... get technically kidnapped? I don't know. Bill so. chooses. Bill, chooses. Oh, Bill goes in the TARDIS. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tegan. Tegan, uh, yeah, Tegan. that's a good point. Yep. <laughs> Tegan, absolutely. Hello, uh, hello, is the pilot here? That's all she says in the. Uh, <laughs> she, she presses something, go, uh, can I speak to the pilot? Because she thinks. Don't remind me of Captain <laughs> a, a flight attendant. <laughs> Yeah, which episode? Is she, is, she doesn't appear for the first time in Logopolis, does she? Or she, she does. That, that's oh, it, it is. It she is she just one. turns up out of nowhere because uh, her aunt got shrunk. <laughs> yeah, she gets a flat tire. Her aunt gets shrunk and she wanders into the TARDIS. Hello, <laughs> hello. Oh god, it's a... yeah. Uh, let, let's move on from uh, all these. Yeah, uh, yeah. Time Warrior. It, time it is warrior. a really good introduction it to is. Sarah Jane. It is a very good. I mean, it's it an is. introduction to everything, and it. It works really well. It gives you a lot of Sarah Jane's personality. 
she gets a lot of agency in this episode, yeah. which is exactly more unusual want. for female companions in classic especially, yeah. But it really, I mean, she no, really I think does here. The classic, I'm trying to think of third Doctor companions. There are only, mean, Liz has agency. Yeah, there are only really three uh, of them. Liz the has issue. agency, but you know, the entire point of her leaving is she's there as an assistant, which is beneath her. So she kind of, yeah. she has some agency, but in order for her arc to work, she doesn't have that much because yeah, it's yeah, it's possible. Well, no, she she doesn't leave because she, she kind of leaves because the writers decided they didn't like the character anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, well, Aww. they just didn't want. They wanted a more a less agency in a female companion, which leads to Joe, yes, who, who has very little agency, but is a wonderful character, so it's yeah, okay. Yeah, she is. Um, she is a wonderful character. She works around it, and, you know, she does gain more agency as it goes on. Uh, I mean, she has so little agency early on that the master just kind of says, do this, and she does it. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. she spends her first series getting hypnotised every time. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually she learns to resist, though. Which oh, is, yes. Frontier in Space, which we still haven't done yet. Uh, we will, we will. We will. Uh, I do like how Joe resists the, uh, yeah. the Master. It is a nice quote. Sarah Jane, though, this is a interesting thought. Has Sarah ever met the, the master? master? No. Hmm. Not within I'm, the confines of the show so. itself. It is interesting how, if you look at it, her, her era is shadowed between two Master stories. Because you've Wait, got no, Deadly um, Assassin, where she's been yeah, forced no. to leave, and, yeah. of course, um, yeah. uh, Frontier in Space, where you know but Joe's already going... Yeah. Because Frontier in Space is the last Delgado story, mm. and um, the first of the new stories is, uh, what should I call it? Um, yeah, Deadly Assassin, which is the first new ma- next master so story. So would have, I mean, because Sarah, Sarah and the Third Doctor is quite a strange image, because this is peak Pertwee. Yeah. But something that but I also noticed, I think yeah. Pertwee is iconic with Joe. Sarah is iconic with, with Tom Baker. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Sarah is this a is fourth a strange, Doctor this is, this is This is the nether zone. This is the void. What exactly is this relationship? Because if you remember, we saw Sarah and the third Doctor again in The Five Doctors. We do indeed. It's a strange coupling, I will admit. And I know that they probably Tom had Baker a lovely relationship. It's because Tom Baker didn't come back for the story. It's because he was stuck in a we, we modern do, time edit. We do not speak mm. of that, of The Five Doctors. You were the one who pushed <laughs> it up! <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> It's a, a a strange story. It is a strange uh, story. It's Free Doctors like is the superior it. one. I think the issue is is it's taking ninety minutes to try and tell four separate stories and kind of yes. ends up failing at all of them. It's a series of somewhat occasionally entertaining events with no continuous linking, mm. and it undermines the premise of a multi-doctor story mm. in that most of the time the doctors don't spend it together bickering, which is the joy of a multi-doctor so story. So, for instance, the, it's a vehicle for cameos. The more doctors yeah, you have, the more doctors you have, the more issues there are. I realise what my homework enjoy. for the summer is now to watch the five doctors. <laughs> well, luckily, I would say it's watch a the three uh, doctors, but you already have do- because uh, I showed the five I doctors is a special. I don't think I saw it. Yeah. yeah. Lottie That's wasn't tragic. there. I wasn't there yet. The Five Doctors is sorry, one special, so you could watch Lottie. it in one go. It predates me. Lottie is a small child. I'm not a small child. I'm well, go on, no. It's more I'm important a than child. you watch... <laughs> it's more important than you watch The Three Doctors than The Five Doctors. Because The Three Doctors does the multi-doctor. It's it's so good. It is, in my opinion, mm. it is my favourite multi-doctor story. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> apologies to Day of the Doctor, which oh, oh, d- 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 actually d- be d- my d- second d- favourite. Ab- absolutely. Um, as much as I like it a little less. I don't yeah. know. One of the multi-doctors. Uh, at least, yeah, at least doctors, Hartnell actually yeah. turned up mm. and it wasn't stock images of uh, the Doctor saying <laughs> random things. <laughs> and then they saved Gallifrey. Yeah. So Lottie's homework over the summer, watch the three Doctors. Mm-hmm. Watch the five doctors and mm-hmm. watch the five ish doctors. <laughs> yes, no, yes. Watch, watch the, fi- the five ish doctors reboot is, yo, that's, that crash. is the greatest. Mm. That is and amazing. time crash. And time crash. Yeah. And adventure in space. And adventure in space and time. I've already seen that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I cried. So. Time crash is, is it, it's a little fun thing. Yes. Yes. It, uh, it should have happened. Even more. if I mean, Stephen Moffat wrote it, and also Stephen Moffat then contradicts all logic to the curse of the story. When he establishes that people forget <laughs> the what, previous what, memories. What about what Curse before. of the Fatal Death? Yep. Curse of the Fatal Death is the greatest parody of the Moffat era, written before, before the Moffat, Moffat era. era. <laughs> but see, it was not a good parody of Doctor Who until Stephen Moffat made it a parody of Doctor <laughs> Who by trying to play what he did seriously and. In some we cases, will explain later. Yeah, in some cases it didn't work out so well, but it was very funny. I do love Curse of the Face or Death. Daleks yes. don't have noses. <laughs> anyway, I think we should go back. Yeah, let's go back uh, back to our... Let's be kidnapped sort of, yes. back in time let's by Lynx. Back, back no. in time by Lynx. Um, 
Lynx and Iron is a perfect dynamic. Here's a yeah. here's a question. Um, Lynx, you could go back in time mm-hmm. and kidnap the scientist, but you couldn't repair his ship. You know, yes. surely, surely, you have yeah. the materials for time travel, but not to well, repair his ship. Sontarans yeah. in most Doctor Who lore are a time travel capable species, uh, to s- with some primitive usages, anyway, at least. That's Which true. is why it would have been far better if the Sontarans had appeared in Eve of the Sontarans than Daleks. But whatever, that's a whole other rant. Um, yes, but, but the the he has this, and he has a variety of other things, but he. Apparently, um, I imagine he needs the scientists to create things using Earth materials to put back into the ship that he doesn't know how to work with because he doesn't have... It was something that bugged me in the fact that uh, surely he's clever enough to just repair it himself. He's not a combat engineer. He's. I guess he builds a robot. Um, he's kind of. I was gonna say yeah. he's. He's clearly. Yes, it, it was. Fu- it was fun seeing the uh, the the robot idea. Of course, the doctor dresses up as the as the robot, yeah. and uh, ha- ha- what is it? Is a two? F- he, he does a two on one with Blood Axe and Iger, yeah. and he and you know, he fights them off. And yeah, the mar- doctor is word. a master swordsman, as we will later see in yeah. or earlier see in the Sword Devil, the the, 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 the Sea Devils. Uh, and not legend of the sea devil. But hang, hang on, mm. but he was, we already saw before. Okay, time, time travel, I know. Wibbly wibbly. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, we also get the funny scene of uh, the doctor is put up against the wall, and we get essentially the Monty Python firing squad. Oh, yeah, because none of the. There's the, yeah. the no one knows no the That was quite interesting. And we also get to the part where, um, yeah, in order to uh, make sure that everyone is safe. Because the, the doctor says, you know, we're not going to just blow up the castle, even mm. though they probably don't even know what blowing up something is, because gunpowder. No potatoes either, we couldn't make the potato joke. Uh, Tragic. Sarah spikes everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she does. She drugs them all. Yeah, she drugs them, and then the, that way they're asleep, and then when they go, oh no, we're all going to blow up, and then they just wake up, and then they go. Yeah. What uh, I also noticed throughout the episode, what Sarah does, is she changes her... Sh- like her clothes like four times <laughs> <laughs> it's for marketing action figures ah. so this is the part where they went to the dressed yeah. up as monks going, but, but bless you my son we have some uh, some soup which we definitely haven't tampered with yeah. we have in, some like, soup for they, iron they don't, they don't come, come brother with, they don't ha- with, come going with the soup they just say we wish to spread the word and they hide the little potion to put in the soup mm. uh, and then the guard's like oh yeah go in like oh they're gonna die the, like, <laughs> there was yeah. a part where Sarah tried to lead a revolution in the kitchen so that, yeah, was, that yeah. was cool that was funky yeah um what you people are living in the Middle Ages. <laughs> that is a really funny line. Yeah. It's a wonderful line. It is. Did did they tell pe- them to get out of the castle? Yeah, they did. That's the, what I, I mean, thought. the scullery, the, like the, the kitchen. I don't think the they did end up telling everyone, even I if not all did. of it was Because Lynx's thing was going to blow up. Yeah. And they said, ah, well, um, you know, you men, you men go away, but the, the kitchen ladies, we will never know. I that, don't, yeah. Would, did they survive? I hope they did. Maybe they were like... That, that should yeah. be the... Uh, the sequel, Time Warrior Two. It's like uh, the, the kitchen ladies. The kitchen ladies get ra- blown up. That's no, 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 the no, no, shortest no, 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 no. We, we think they have died, but actually they survived, and they come vengeful over their horrible deformities, and they rage war against the Doctor, and they they become the Carrionites. Okay, you've no. given me loads of ideas <laughs> no. for writing now. No, no, gonna, no sorry. No, no. What that's the, what, really terrible. That's awful. That doesn't matter. I mean, you know. Most people at Hussock are not a fa- the biggest fans of Shakespeare Code for a variety of reasons. I understand. There are some elements in it I do enjoy. There are a lot I don't. Mm. Um, but that does not match up with any of the lore provided in the Shakespeare <laughs> Code does in the slightest. That's what they want you to think. Big carrionite. <laughs> you mean big writer because that's not written into the episode. <laughs> yes, and it... Yes. Anyway, verdict. Time Warrior. Time Warrior. Solid yes, introduction. Yes. Good story. It's maintains a strong sense of forward momentum, which is rare for a classic Who mm. story, and just kind of has things going and gets to show off the the Doctor and Sarah Jane. And I do actually think, even if the third Doctor and Sarah Jane as a dynamic isn't as iconic yeah. as the fourth and Sarah Jane, it's a good dynamic. Uh, yes, I enjoy it, especially once he doesn't bring up the fair sex. I am you said content. you wouldn't bring it up as soon as it. No, was... no, sorry, that, no. I wasn't going to bring up the other joke. Oh, um, was yeah. it um, Rubish? Yeah, one Rubish of the sign- joke. Well, yeah. is, is it one of those where the fact that it's someone from the 70s doing it makes sense 
like in that time. But it, the fact that the Doctor joins in. I mean, the Doctor it, doesn't join in. Well, the not only joins in, but like, do, yeah, the Doctor doesn't hear the joke. He's already gone by now. He's already point. left. He, oh, really? Yes. yes. But really, because you know, we know what he's he's like now. Apparently, his inner one is showing. He might have heard and thought, "Ah, well, that's how I should behave myself." Unfortunately, and then Sarah. That's why Sarah was leading the revolution because she felt the doctor's sexism. What? As soon what? as like what? when, when I don't we were understand watching, where this is going. <laughs> when we were watching this in like no, in I don't the think the doctor heard it, and I mean, in fact, I think the doctor. It's a difficult thing that was mostly just put in there because mm. the writers were like, oh, yeah. It... Would it be funny if, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, like, painful. It is painful. Yeah. Speaking of pain, let's move to the Vault of Secrets, which... which yes. yes. Uh, I love the Vault of Secrets. It yes. is very good. But, of course, what is it? So this is actually a sequel to Prisoner of the Dudoon, which we watched mm. before, and Dreamland, which is probably the only time we'll ever mention Dreamland on uh, one of these podcasts. Uh, Sarah Jane and We've crew... We've Dreamland on podcasts. Yes, but refer to it in yeah. detail because it's the sequel. Yeah. Okay. Is it uh, really a sequel to Dreamland? Yes, because it's the fact that it has the Alliance of Shades. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 in this, we will see the turn of Adramax, the Veil, so he's mm-hmm. the one that could, you know, get inside people and that's then, the way of describing it <laughs> yep um best way to, uh, uh, and gets possessed however uh he wants to save his people he's not coming uh, out of vengeance but uh out of a need for help but in doing so we must inter- come into conflict with the alliance of shades which is a mysterious group of androids now i knew this had angus wright aka angus from peep show but i didn't know that there was another peep show uh, person Cheryl Campbell, who played Sophie's mum. So I, I just love this story Sophie's even more. Mom. Sophie's it is. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I, just, I just couldn't believe. It. But anyway, let, let us uh, move on from uh, the people show. Think- uh, it starts off with a pyramid on Mars, which was a very clever way of referring to that story. Of you know, you got two things: the Mars rover, one gets cut off. Oh no, we've lost the signal. But of course, we actually see that there was a pyramid on Mars. Yeah, it's a nice way of doing it, and all that stuff it's a very fun it's a fun mm. little easter egg that you know uh shows like in kind of how sarah jane works at actually upholding the masquerade yeah. i'm gonna call it uh, yes for lack of a better term the mask of mandragora no, no the masquerade <laughs> the masquerade no. of ma- a masquerade of mandragora <laughs> no not mandra- is it mandra- is, isn't it mandragora stop I have no idea the, how it's no, it's the Madri- no, it's the, Mad- it it's the Madragora down. Helix, but then it's the Mandragora is the name of the story. Why? I don't know this. <laughs> it's one of those really kind of forgettable stories of the Fourth Doctor era, like Conquest mm. in Space. Ah, yes. oh, I love that story. Just like that. Gosh, I need to watch more classic who <laughs> probably yeah yeah i do because <laughs> then these things happen and i'm like where am i <laughs> uh, it's okay it yeah, goes so, full star so trek this again is the return of adravax yes somehow adravax returned and um in, that, in this case it's yes. pretty easy like he, he was captured by the, the door was open and then in this yeah. case we actually we they show him breaking out kind of not quite, but they should like. Well, they explain. They explain yeah. him breaking. He, he explains yeah. breaking out. He's yeah. like, I was on a prison planet or something like that. Oh yeah, and yeah, he, oh yeah, no. Of course I don't show. Sorry, I got confused. And yeah, I got no. bitten by a snake. But it turns out that it, he's it, it dying. It was a swamp lizard. Oh, I yeah. thought it was so a snake. It, it turns out <laughs> that he's dying, and he wants to save his people. And his people are kept in a ship inside this vault that could be. Is it sort of what is it a spaceship described as a, a dimension, hyperdimensional yeah. vault, hyperdimensional vault in mm. which the only entrance is through this random asylum, which of course is in London Earth. Oh, what, 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 what a surprise! <laughs> oh, Who um, could have seen that coming? It's more, it's, it's surprising it's not in Cardiff, to be honest. Yeah, Bannerman Road. I, no, I'm joking because 13 oh, Bannerman Road is where Sarah Jane Smith. Yeah, no. oh, and it's a home to way things way beyond <laughs> your imagination. <laughs> There's a school girl investigator across the road. Oh, a, secu- a supercomputer genius. A, a supercomputer boy. genius? No, a boy genius. I can't remember that. Attic. Okay, shush. <laughs> oh my god, uh, let, I love Sarah Jane. Let's move on. And Sarah Jane Adventures, honestly, I can't. The, sh- the, the, the it's it's Ta- all timeless. so good. Yeah. I think it's it timeless as well. It really I is. There isn't. I don't think there is a single bad episode of the show. Like there are some that aren't as good as others. No, but but like I don't think there there's are any no bad. bad episodes, uh, which is incredibly rare. I think maybe because it was on CBBC, the mm. bar wasn't that high. No. No, no. I'm saying like not the fact that um, would we. 
would some of the stuff that Sarah Jane does be seen as sort of very low key and not interesting on a Doctor Who? I know because of course mm. they are two different things. For instance, the um, well, obviously like, Sarah Jane is dealing with smaller scale threats. Exactly. Agreed. Yeah. That being said, that's not a bad thing. Mm. Too often, the fate of the entire universe is at stake. Um, and that gets the boring. flux is going to wipe it out. <laughs> the end the, of time is coming. The, at least when it's an actual yeah. proper finale, it kind of makes sense. Um, but no, like it doesn't make it. If you have, like, it is a stake constantly, it will get old. It's because it only appears in RTD series finales, and even then, it's not in all of them. Mm. I'm more okay with it. It's more the Daleks will be unleashed, or etc., etc., etc. It's not always the fate of the entire universe. It's only that in Stolen Earth and End of Time. It's not really that. It's more like you just have to get bigger and bigger. bigger. Oh, no. But London is going to be destroyed. Oh, no. The, the world is... I no, don't the world mind. is destroyed. Yeah. Oh, no. It's uh, all of reality. Oh, no. It's all of time. Yeah. If I he had done another fifth some, season... I don't mind an escalation. <laughs> would it be, oh, we'd have to reboot the universe. Oh, wait. They already did that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Do I don't it again. mind an escalation in terms of plot. The issue is that when your stakes will inherently limit the kind of story you can tell yeah. if every episode in series four had the stakes of reality is going to be destroyed it wouldn't be special when it happened in stolen Earth journey's end it wouldn't make that episode feel bigger uh if every episode had you know the plot of all this sarah jane works in part because it is smaller and because although, a smaller scale story gives you more room to although, actually say how does this story get its peak of tension oh if he <laughs> this one is an end yeah of the we world have story. to end of the world so uh, that's yeah, true I, I see what you're saying i uh, mean yeah you yeah. say it's smaller scale episode one not counting the pilot they turn off the sun that is true <laughs> um so it's not always small scale and you know later on that same season they bring in the moon moon go big um, <laughs> yes they start pulling we the are moon going towards to the air. Make but generally, a lot of it, especially as you move later, more and more into it, it gets smaller scale. It does. I think they yes. start out with some of the bigger stuff. Wasn't um, season five finale going to be a fight on Bannerman Road? So Battle that, of Bannerman Road. Yes. Yes. Road. Yeah. But in fairness, that was also going to be the trickster bringing back an alliance of all Sarah Jane's enemies or something like uh, that. Which might you mean had... Mr. Dread could have come back? Okay, okay, let's which talk about might Mr. have had a bit more potential than the alliance which existed for one episode and then got retconned out of the yeah. universe. Wait, wait, is this um? Oh, that's Pandarka. Oh no, I thought you were referring mm -hmm. to um, Mrs. Wormwood and the other sometime. No, no, that's good. Because that's, the thing yeah. I was going to say was Sarah Jane is really, really good at sequels. And yeah, the fact mm -hmm. that it's, it's interesting to see uh, Adrax's story carry on. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's going to get a redemption art because, of course, you know, what is it? twelve planets have been destroyed. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't think no. he needs a redemption art. Mm. I think it's more the fact that he is given some closure on his race. Yeah, on his people. Well, on his, on his people. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree, and it's like. Um, it is a level of justification as his own nihilism from losing his people, from the injustices and cruelties of the universe, as he realises that they can be put towards better things. And he is not being redeemed, because I think redemption is a word that is overused and has a lot of connotations, and is not always necessary. Um, I mean, you know, like, in this case, I don't think Andromax is redeemed but he does do a good thing and he may he dies probably shortly after the events of the story most likely unless the bell come up with some cure but that his last act was still i mean he was willing to sacrifice earth there is not a redemption there hmm. but at the end of the day his sins did not justify the loss of his people and for that they let them they made sure that they could go free Yes. Uh, but who let them go free? Which wacky individual from the Alliance of Shades must, must be placed? Oh my. I, I, I'm going to put aside the fact the that I, I, li I like the actor I and, it's, and I know it's Angus Wright, but the idea of this, this random android going around, stop, mm -hmm. like, and he does the thing where he makes you forget. And, oh, oh. Yeah. I, I really, really like it. Uh, in particular, the part where he <laughs> steals a guy's van is that you need to call A and he get a new motor. Yes, I'll take yours. <laughs> and, just, yeah. and just lifts open the door. The door. So many sort of. <laughs> movie android robot references like the men in black terminator yeah there are but yeah. it's yeah. also it's i think mr dread is he's not programmed for comedy and he's yeah. one but, of the funniest he's characters funny. yeah. he's, he's so funny oh. because, yes. and i love it it's so funny because it's, he's not programmed for comedy that's exactly mm. everything he delivers is with the same deadpan utter seriousness and that makes it so funny he does it so well and because they're okay with 
Sarah Jane Adventures never tries to pretend and force itself into being more serious than the inherent wackiness of mm. any kind of sci-fi pre- like you know um he should come back that's what I'm setting or i think he should come back Absolutely. he does i know that his power unit has no, gone he's being recharged is the point he ends yeah. the episode going back to recharge so. it's not clear whether he is being recharged because he says he doesn't need to be but certainly he has the potential to be always the pe- always yeah. the pessimist joseph always the pessimist why, why it's still you... the potential to yeah. bring him back yeah. Yeah. Oh God, i, I think he i mean it, it wouldn't make sense that by that time you know this is the, the earth empire no well yeah but the earth empire would still be um you know around everyone knows about aliens so what would he do would his head explode yeah. when he realized oh no my my mission has mm. failed yeah. It depends on when he comes back, anyway. Um, big finish. <laughs> big finish. Bring All back. other audio Bring back series. Mr. Dread. <laughs> Look, we can't just bring Dread back is not dead. recurring Dread characters. Dread not dead. Dread not dead. That's the story. Reasons. Yeah. Anyway, Volta Secret. It's a fantastic story for all the gang. It's just, it's a very classic Sarah Jane mm. story. They find the MacGuffin, you know, it's Tyson, yeah. you get a lot of Gisa comedy. There was a, I love Gisa comedy. a question comedy. on the, I'm not even sure if they're on the questions or not, but the, the, the question I was going to have was, why was um, Ocean, which was played by Janelle Cameron, why was she given the second key? Uh, she. It's really yeah. I don't think she, weird. She, she might not have been given it, she might have just taken it at yeah. some point during... Or just obtained it. Was but, 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 okay, so, but, but why would Dread allow that to happen or because is it the fact Dredd that they have to be kept separate i think dread want to... dread wanted them to be kept separate mm. that is dread didn't didn't know it did not care where the other one was that as long as it was not in the hands yeah. of someone like andrevax mm. who then where does andrevax get it again he gets um, it from ocean's did... house i think no the, the, first, the first one, one. the one he um, has oh the first the one it is nice to see of course um explored. not exactly linda per se but something adjacent to Linda, and that is, burps. of course, burps. Yeah. Uh, what does it sound, yes. sound for exactly? The uh, British, British UFO, UFO research, research yeah. and paranormal, and paranormal studies. studies. What society? Ama- society. Am- amazing name, uh, uh, one might burps. say. Uh, I like that idea of there just are people who like uh, you know, they go. Ah, well, I have experienced this uh, yeah. you know, strange, bane-like you know what, creature. I mean, you know, creature characters. Uh, is it in this story they know what a Dalek is, or? I think it's more the fact that they just have strange experiences yeah. and they go. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, aliens among us. Just because aliens are proved to be real does not stop alien conspiracy theorists. Yeah, and it's (laughs) one of those things I love about the RTD era. You know, in the Moffat era, people who know about aliens are these kind of. It's like everyone know, like a lot of people know about the Doctor. You know, things like people know about him in important places. He's important. In RTD era, people who know about the Doctor are crackpot conspiracy theorists. <laughs> yeah. Tying up yes. things on, like, message boards. Contact Clive. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like, I love that a lot. It's very It fun. is one of those where eventually we'd run out of time. Like, I know time no, will end anyway, do we? Uh, it's the fact that surely, eventually people will realise, oh, well, there are aliens. But then, oh, do we have to wipe everyone's mind? Or there's a, you know, Stephen Moffat has got a crack. And, yeah. uh, you know, oh, you know, the re- universe has been rebooted. Surely the, the, people know. Metal men. Mm. Oh, no, they're not metal men. Yeah, I've, I mean, the thing is, it it's does tie into the, the nature of, with a long-running show, there needs to be a status quo. And that status quo doesn't really involve people knowing about aliens. Mm. Um by its very nature, otherwise the show gets but surely that'll more, be an interesting into it. Surely that'll be an so they, interesting way of like changing also, up the format. For like, instance, that, unit that's, that's keeping unit is sort of throughout the RT, away yeah, from throughout the, the RTD you know, era, they take the change to the status quo within the context of the era. People by the end of it know about aliens. When it comes on to the Moffat era, they kind of take a step back on yeah. that. Which, on one hand, I'm not the biggest fan of. I think. With a companion like Amy, it was not necessary, especially not that early on. Mm. I think they could have and maybe should have done it later. But Amy is a character whose life already revolves around the Doctor anyway, could perfectly be aware of aliens, I think. And I don't, yep. they, but they wanted... I, the you know, the cracks erasing people's memory, I think, was the first thing that came about. And then what they actually meant came later. Um, I think yes. yeah. first he needed something to erase people's memories. And I don't blame him for that because you do want to work from the status quo. You don't want to get tangled up in continuity issues and snarls. 
but it is also frustrating sometimes. But all in my all because I like to see are, the status quo change, and I like to see the effects of that reverberate throughout a believable universe. There are things that keep going in my mind that surely the Doctor knows that in about a hundred years the Daleks are just going to come and take over the Earth and everyone will be enslaved. <laughs> it, it's one of those where how like, I know it's the first Doctor story. Well, and the fact that there's a, a few things. Ooh. A uh, time war happens, and it's implied that the time war retroactively removed the Daleks from existence. Typical being Time stated, Lord revisionism, then, that's what it is. And then Moffat went back and did some typical Moffat oh. Lord revisionism. Yeah. Um, this is this is insane. We can't just say, oh yeah, uh, so what happened to Susan? Is Susan just Thanos snapped? Or we don't, is, there another, is there another alternate universe? I really don't know, because if you say that, ah, well, no, it never happened. It's an interesting question about the nature of the time war and paradox, and we don't know everything that happened. It's stated in... Um, Give me a moment. Remembrance of the Daleks. The Seventh Doctor knows that the Daleks will invade Earth and conquer it in about, you know, 100 or 200 years' time. And he's. That's why the Daleks aren't conquering it in 1963 uh, when they invade in Remembrance. Because Remembrance is set in 1963. Um, so, you know, like, there is that. They do know this. But also, the Daleks seem perfectly happy to, especially post Time War. They wouldn't mind retroactively re re shifting around their history. Also, it's pretty clear that Earth history doesn't feature the mighty carcass. Um, <laughs> and therefore, Time War shenanigans must have happened. Because he's meant to be in a comic strip character from the year 2000. And I don't think he has been. I think as well, there's a... You said a good example. Cybermen. Uh, mm. They were going to... you know, was it? Attack of the Cybermen. They were going to stop Mondas from being destroyed. So, yeah, I see agree that... The, but surely that'd be a, like like an attack on Simon. Time an, an in Doctor Who is yeah. malleable like and old, flexible, like, and it can yeah. be like, shifted. Let's think about it, like old until it can't. Old, yeah. old it can't. Daleks meeting uh, newer Daleks and discussing their plans. Like, oh, you must stop this. And instead of like having um, Daleks just in a room spinning around doing nothing uh, in that terrible two-parter in season nine, which I don't want to refer mm. to, but I'm referring to anyway. Just yeah, to no, actually have old and new Daleks interacting, just like, like in you know, discussing their plans. It, it's an hand, interesting idea. I would like to see that on the other hand the closest we have to that is victory of the daleks which has them discuss plans for all of 10 seconds before they kill the other daleks which mm. honestly is the most dalek thing they could yes. do and of course there's evil of the daleks where there's even worse continuity there because that if you read the novelization is set in the year 5000 <laughs> which uh, still doesn't make doesn't make sense in, in anything uh but we'll talk about either Daleks arranged, another day. Like five years ago, I made a complete timeline of all the Dalek stories in the way that made the most sense. Can you send that? Uh, <laughs> I might. Uh, Evil of the Daleks, chronologically, I had to come to the conclusion of this set before the chase and Daleks master plan. No, 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 no. no. It, it just doesn't make sense. Because why? Because surely the whole thing with Evil of the Daleks is the fact that they need the Doctor because the Doctor has a time machine. But what do we see in the chase and DMP? That's why it's set before them because they don't have the time machine yet. But why would they do that? Because in the novelization, it's described that they're running out of terranium. That's I'm what not using the novelization. How dare you not say that the John Peel novelization? I don't look at novelizations canon. as canon. Have it's, any of you read the Dalek Handbook? I have. I have read the Dalek Handbook because a lot of times. That is probably the best. It tries and in some cases it's gets the it closest right. i've it's ever closest, seen to yeah. a complete version it of. is the closest but it is not quite there um it is not it is not i agree because i have actually read the dalek handbook on several occasions it was a comfort read uh for a child show who loved the daleks perhaps a bit too much because um, it it does attempt to create their timeline Completely. Yes. Um. I, I think because we've just completely gone off the ball talking about all these Doctor Who villains, you know, Daleks on Tar and Cybermen. The spoiler warning doesn't matter. Yeah. Because we spoil things anyway. We spoil everything. But let's move this on. This has nothing to do with Vault of Secrets. Let's, well, yes. uh, it is the Vault of Secrets. This, uh, this room. We are okay. locked in this the Vault of Secrets. This podcast is the Vault of Secrets. Yeah. We've opened the hyperdimensional vaults of talking about whatever we want. We're hiding <laughs> from exams. Let's move on <laughs> to questions. And questions. What oh, are what the questions? questions? Let's, let's okay, uh, cool. receive these uh, All right. questions. Um, this is a question... Uh, were the Sontarans intended to be, for the Time Warrior, were Sontarans intended to be a recurring villain? How might the story have been told differently if they were slash weren't intended to be? I would say, I think it's pretty difficult to judge intentions. Within the story, it leaves the Sontarans open to return quite mm. nicely. But also, the Time Warrior would work just as well of a story if they never did return. Yeah. 
it, yeah. it sets up a return. And in part, they return mostly because they still have the costumes lying around. Yep. But they never there needed is, to they don't, they don't ever say a thing like, oh, I will be back, Doctor, to yeah. seek my revenge. There is something in the fact that um, it's described that the Sontarans are monogendered and asexually reproduced. They, uh, that's why does, the person who appears yeah, in the next Sontaran mystery yeah, is the same clone. actor. Yeah. Mm. It, it, doesn't look it. Like, it doesn't look like him at all. No, because it's a different costume, a, it's a different costume. this costume gave him heart problems. Oh, he, yeah. did, he, in fact, he fainted I think he, on the... He, he, oh, he no. died of a heart condition. Yeah, yeah I, um, I just, during the filming of this... No, the costume... Correction, the costume didn't give him heart condition problems. The costume exacerbated his heart problems and led to him fainting at least once on the set. It's why the Sontaran costumes are redesigned for basically every single one of their appearances. Because it's so heavy They have so many problems with them in every iteration. With the exception... The new Who ones... The new Who ones they've got right. Yeah. And Mm. that's why they're consistent. Until Chibnall changes it. Although Chibnall generally... I don't mind the Chibnall Sontaran costumes. It's the only thing of his era that's... Mm. He is good at costuming. I like, I like the I say, correction, it's nothing to do with Chris Chibnall. The, it's the, the, co- costume the costuming department. costume department. Costume department, my wonderful. Word, yeah. The costume department of Chibnall's era is I will praise that like costume department till really? the end of days. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Any other, any other what else questions? Okay, cool. But no, um, how might the story... Like, I think it's a pretty difficult thing to judge. Yeah, it's very difficult yeah. yeah. to judge. Which Sarah Jane uh, cast member played Andrevax the best? Gita. Gita. <laughs> hmm. Cool. Sarah okay. is always Sarah's been. Always, uh, yeah. That's the thing that it's just to see an evil Sarah, which is. Uh, it is so we, fun. We only see Hand of Fear, you know. Um, what was it? Uh, just... Eldred must live, and uh, oh, eventually, no, ev- ev- eventually, that gets boring after a while. But I love seeing like um, Elizabeth Sladen's sort of just hammy portraying evil the performance, act. and then just... like it's like just like she goes on the most hammy. No, like, yeah, although, I love I love seeing tongue. evil. I just love seeing the, her just amazing. sort of stretch her acting muscles, just like out of. Sarah for a second it's, and then it's like, going yes. into like she starts chewing on the scenery um, and it's wonderful <sighs> Clyde's physical performance is great he doesn't yeah. have very many lines as Andrax no but you can sort of see it's in the face acting, he's really yeah. good he's yeah. not just like giving sort of a blank performance uh, not like looking like I love them yeah. all mm. fitness, they're all great yeah, yeah. you know yeah. Ronnie is literally only like 30 seconds yeah but even but that Ronnie, like, you get the conversation so with Mr Smith Yes, you do. That's true. Mm. Yes, that's are, are, are you okay? <laughs> so, so, cool. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, wait. So, if the, the Battle of Bannon Road happened, what would have been the alliance? I'm, we're not Cause, exactly because uh, you, uh, you have referred uh, yeah. not directly, but indirectly this, to this, a, a certain Sarah Jane villain. Uh, the trickster would have been uh, with this. Is I mean, I I made a joke about um, the what's his name, Magnus. No, it's not Magnus. It's this Erasmus Darkling. Erasmus <laughs> Darkling. I was like played by Donald Sumters. It's Russell. It's not no, Russell. Yeah. Anyway, it's me. Um, um, I don't know because this. All I know is what was done in Doctor Who magazine. They talked a bit about what was cancelled because of Elizabeth Sladen's passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sky would have been revealed to be the trickster's daughter. Um, really. What you never knew this? Did you I never knew that? this. I didn't. Know I didn't. This. Why did you know this? Because, because I didn't that? read Doctor Who magazine news. when I was younger. What do you mean Doctor Who magazine? It's Wikipedia. Well, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. So, so you know, I don't. Cursed. Joseph is. I've, I've I've made Joseph speechless again. How many podcasts I'm am I so going to happy. keep doing this? Yeah. I love this revelation. Yeah, it's really good. Isn't revelation this is amazing. of the <laughs> of trickster. Of the trickster. Also, originally, um, the. The shopkeeper is the person who delivers her in the series five opener. That was meant to be Matt Smith. Um, yes, that yeah, I was aware that was, of. Uh, and I think at some point there was a plan in Sarah Jane Adventures for Amy and Rory to appear in series five. Yes. As um, was Ace, I think, as well. Ace was meant to appear at some point, maybe in the battle episode, I don't know. They also had an idea, which I think they then tried to repurpose and failed to repurpose into class, of visiting the Weeping Angel homeworld in Sarah Jane. Can we get the Hoosock audio drama? Like, <laughs> Can we get Hoosock to recreate this episode? We can't well, because we can't. We but don't yeah. have Elizabeth Slater. We don't have Elizabeth Slater. The thing Slater. is, yeah. un- issue, unmade obviously. Doctor Who stories. That's what Big Finish is for. It literally is just oh, well, we could never really it's do like this. We back don't then. have Elizabeth Slater. Uh, you know the uh, do you think Masters we will of Luxor, get more Sarah Jane Leviathan. Adventures now that Sadie Miller has started voicing mm. yes, Sarah Jane yes. for Big Finish? I, I think it's it's inevitable. It's the fact that Sadie Miller, yeah. Sarah, Elizabeth Sladen's daughter, yeah. has begun voicing Sarah yeah. Jane for some. 
big finish. Yeah. Mm. I think we, think we may we'll get, get more big finish adventures in all these, but I don't think they'll adapt what they were going to directly with Sarah no, Jane yeah. Adventures. And I don't think I, th- I think they I will. don't think they should. Really. Doctor Who fans, they're greedy. They're greedy. They, they love. They love the big finish. They, I think they might they use some of the ideas. But they I don't might think they like that. Like, yeah, cool. Okay. Uh, question: What would you hide in if you had your own vault of secrets? What would you hide in it? My bourbon the, biscuits. The Hussock clans. The Hussock. Yeah, that's fair. Ooh, Louis? The Hussock clans? Um, the Hussock clones. Clones. I was clones. Like, a key. A key There's to factions in Hussock. You just put a key inside a vault. You need two keys to open it. Exactly. That's two keys to one key. <laughs> exactly, so that's even more hidden. But what? You're just going to try to open a door and you're like, oh, I don't have the key. Oh, it's in the vault. Done. Yeah, surely could, someone could do that. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's like, it was just adding more... Impediments. I don't know. Actually, um, you know what? I would hide in it. I'd hide a TARDIS because that way I'd get a TARDIS. <laughs> Damn, that's inconceivable. Um, now if, I've got what? a TARDIS because I've said I'm hi- I'm hiding that in there. <laughs> yeah, why couldn't you just say? I'd See, like if a TARDIS I'm not, assuming general. I'm not bending reality to generate TARDISes out of nothing. I am um, now. Gen- <laughs> no, I'm bending reality. Uh, I would think. Hmm, this is, it's an interesting question. Uh, what would I hide in my vault of secrets? Don't Ooh. say my vaults. <laughs> I'd hide a lot of board game ideas that mm. I just keep yes. in there. I'd hide all my ideas in there so I could just have, like, my own palace of... Like, assuming it's something I could actually get. It's my own... No, shut up. Um, I mean, you were, you were basically just the order of words away from saying the ultimate, the ultimate no. D&D game room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could do so much. It's just like I'd have so much space. I could yeah. put tables in there. Boy, I'd, like, it would be so convenient. It's bigger on the inside. And also the technology in there. Joe would make there. an office. <laughs> well, like, Joe has a hyperdimensional vault and she creates... I'm assuming I can't just generate things. Otherwise, you know what? I would love to spaceships in there. You're so boring. You're so boring. This is the first and only time I've been called boring, and I, I hate. I'm not. What the? You have infinite space and yes. capacity. Is it and bad you made, as soon as you but said it's like office? A thing I got that office theme stuck it's not in my an head. office. You were the one who said office, eh? Um, it was more that I wanted to make a room. I wanted chairs. a room to play board games in. Is not an office. Um, Sounds like an office. Does the TARDIS have a games room? Yes, yes it, does. It, does. Yeah, it does. It should. I'd also, you know, I could put books every- in there. There's a swimming pool. I could a make an infinite library. That would be. Ugh, I love that. You could make like. The like I would put books in there. I could literally make the library. Um, Donna Noble has make left the library. An office. Do we have like any that. other questions? Jim? Yes, we do have Goodness two me. more questions. Two more. Um, <laughs> Quick, let's rattle through. Cool. Them. Okay. Uh, this is actually not a question. This is a task. Oh dear. Um, okay. No, 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 don't say that. Do watch name who has a fun, like created alien neighborhood watch who has a funny abbreviated name. Alla burps. Your time starts now, Joseph. Oh dear. Make a funny um, name acronym. I need to think. I would go uh, with Alien Research Society of England. Of course you would. Of course you would. Um, Louis? Uh, how safe for work? I'm, you're not <laughs> saying the acronym. It's fine. I, I, I'm going to keep quiet. Suburban Hunters of Intergalactic Travellers. Excellent. Um, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Got nothing. You've got nothing. I've got nothing. Okay, then you're. Who won? Who won? Who won? I need to know. No, no one wins. Oh! Sorry. Um, Joe wins because I'm the taskmaster here, I guess, uh, and I get to say that now. You have no idea how fast my heart is beating now. <laughs> it's, like... it's okay, Lottie. You Sorry. won. You won. You won, Lottie. You won. Uh, last okay. question. Will you read the out the Iron Gronfic on podcast? No. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.